0: This episode is brought to you by Fancy Plants, creators of delicious plant-based snacks. These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realize there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seething your yay. When I say Yays of Our Lives has a looser structure than our OG interviews, I took it to all new levels today, chatting away for probably half an hour before I even asked the first question. But with the inimitable Emma Isaacs jumping back on the show who I haven't seen forever and who has written her second brand new book with so much painfully relevant content to cover, I'm surprised I even got to my questions at all. If you haven't heard Emma's backstory yet, head back to episode 11 to hear how she has blazed a trail for female entrepreneurs, and all entrepreneurs for that matter, since the age of 18, leading her to become the founder and global CEO of Business Chicks. If you follow me at all, you'll know what a huge impact Emma and her team have had on me, both professionally and in all areas of who I am as a person, and I'll forever be indebted for the opportunities and connections they have made possible in my life, including the fact that Emma had faith enough. In CCA to jump on the show just 11 episodes in. In this chat, we just have a good old catch-up with bursts of me gushing about her brilliant second book, The New Hustle In Between. You'll probably tell once I get started that I keep linking idea after idea that she talks about, making my way through almost the entire book before realising I haven't even asked about Quote of the Yay, but that's why it's such a timely read with 77 amazing messages about navigating times of challenge and change. Emma is one of the women I look up to the most in the world and to have her in your ears at a time like this is so invaluable so I hope you enjoy and take as much out of her as I always always do. She is at once impeccably professional and wise as well as a totally open book about parenting six kids or having breakdowns on the daily, the relatable content we all need to hear. A link to the new hustle will of course also be in the show notes at the end. Lovely M, yeah. Welcome back to the Speakers. show. <laughs> ah, my Hi, my love. <laughs> I am so happy to see your face.
1: Oh, it's so good to see you too. Thank you so much for having me on. And it's nice to be not on a Business Chicks event. Whenever we're doing this, it's normally just because we're about to do something else. But this is beautiful <laughs> to have a chat just you and me and no one else. I get you all to myself.
0: <laughs> I know. Actually, we do. We get like a four-minute Crossing over, like I'm introing yeah, you, or yeah, you're yeah, introing yeah, me, yeah. or we're introing someone else, and I feel like we're both like <laughs> saying our script, but looking at each other in the eyes, like, huh, how are you? Yeah, oh, I know. It's been <laughs> Yeah. There's like this ESP message going on. Good. Yeah, you good? Are we, yeah, you okay, right? cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, oh, good. Safe word. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I need to we come twice. over and we help twice. you? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my funny. gosh. Oh well. Well, do you know, I was reflecting on the last time you were on this show because I would love to direct people back to it if they haven't heard the first half of the story, because today we've got something very exciting, a very exciting update to share. It was back at episode
1: 11. Oh, bless. I was one of your newbies. One of your firsties.
0: One of my firsties, 2018. That was like 150 episodes ago.
1: Wow. You are way too productive for my liking.
0: (laughs) Oh no, no, that's because I don't have six children. (laughs) And yet somehow you're still more productive than all of us. I don't understand. You define Wonder Woman and are still so down to earth and just wonderful about it. Everyone go back and listen to episode 11 for the backstory. But I have something very exciting to share with you, which I believe is the first time maybe that you've seen yeah. this. Oh, I <laughs> have not seen it. Yes. Well, how, did, how did you get a copy? How do I, <laughs> I not? I have a copy before you. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> It's because I live in the same state or well, the same country as ah, Lucy. Yes, so I win, course. even though I've been locked down and you're I not. I love that you made that a competition. I I love that you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the A-type. This is why I need many of the rules in here <laughs> because I need to calm my tips.
1: <laughs> calm yourself. Babe, I love it. She's very pretty and she suits you and I'm very jealous and, wow, that's amazing. <laughs>
0: She's so pretty. How does it feel to see it's her? It's great,
1: babe. It's great. It's such, listen, you have you know this whole game. You know the book writing game. And I, I didn't see my first book. I was probably the 400th person to see my first book <laughs> <laughs> because I live, you know, in America and it was published in Australia first. So I'm always the last to know. And, you know, book writing, I mean, this has been in the works for the past three years and has gone through so many iterations and we have entered and, well, you guys are still in the middle of a pandemic and we are kind of coming out the other side of it so so much has changed since I you know started writing this book but to see it like that in the flesh in your hands is is extra special and <gasps> yeah, I don't know like I, I'm I'm proud of it I think it's a really good work you know I'm I'm really proud of the, the, hopefully, the value within the pages. I don't know. I just I remember f- finishing it and submitting it, and, and you know, looking back at it a few times, going, "That's really good." You know, like it's something that I can be really proud of. So yeah, when I when I see it there, I just it feels full circle and whole, and I'm I'm proud and I'm happy.
0: I think it's one of those things that's just so timely. Like, it's funny that you, in the intro, maybe we're talking about how the process of it was a happy accident. Like you you had a plan for book two, but had no idea what it was going to be about. And then started writing a piece for business chicks about, you know, what your new vision would be given that so much has changed and kind of updating all the values and the mission statement. And then in writing how you wanted everyone to work differently and how things have changed, you realize you were actually writing a guide to the new hustle, the new way that we have to work given that everything has changed. And we're like, this yeah. is the book. <laughs> There you there go. We go. <laughs> <laughs> Just spat it right out. Well <laughs> oh,
1: it did not happen that easily, let me tell you. <laughs> we should have spat it out. Yeah, I mean, that's my jam. You know, that's where I get joy is really kind of interrogating how we can do things better and, you know, how we can kind of study what matters to us the most and how we can bring more joy, not even to our work. Like our work is just a, an expression of who we are as people, right? It's, it's certainly not, you know, my whole reason for being on this planet, but it's certainly a huge part of why I'm put here is to express myself through my work. So I love writing about this and I love deep diving into some of the themes that are in the book. You know, how do we grow as people? How do we grow as leaders? How do we show up? How do we keep, you know, growing in our courage? How do we keep expanding in our space? How do we keep, 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 you know? So as,
0: <laughs> yeah, I just,
1: I just got into it and then I got in flow and I realized that we have been practicing so many of these things way before COVID existed and way before we mm. knew this was around the corner. So, you know, a lot of those things that I sort of started out as a young entrepreneur, you, you know, the backstory, I had my first company when I was 18. A lot of the things I learned you know, kind of by osmosis or by accident, I'd kind of stumbled into working a better way or working a more productive way or working in a more fun way. You know, those things I was doing when I was an 18 year old kid and had no idea what I was doing. So to kind of be thrust back into the return of what makes entrepreneurship so fun, because we lose that, like we get lost in the Mm. grind, we get lost in the stress, we get lost in, you know, I should be here by now. We get lost in the Mm. rules that we put, and the parameters we put around how successful we feel we all should be. So really I kind of, you know, peeled all that back and then got back into what it was that, had me excited in the beginning, and then yeah, it just kind of it didn't it didn't spit out of
0: me. But, but I,
1: I, <laughs> like I, your babies, yeah,
0: yes,
1: <laughs> they also did not spit out of me. But <laughs> it was not without some effort and not without some yeah some challenges. But it's great, and I, I hope it can serve a lot of people. And yeah, I'm happy it's out.
0: Well, it's really interesting. You know, in a time where I mean, we were meant to do this in person. Yeah. We had a whole tour yeah. ready to celebrate the book and to reconnect with everyone. We miss you so much. And so many changes. Like I was looking, some of your kids are going back to in-person school, but you've had them all at home. Like so much is going on for all of us and it's a really tumultuous time. But for me personally, I found that stagnation and not staleness, but you're just so exhausted from everything happening in the world that you do tend to fall in in your work life, just survive the next day. And reading this was such a circuit breaker, even though that's the most overused word <laughs> this year, that it's so practical. It's split up into such digestible. There's 77 rules that it's split into that are just so practical and easy to follow rather than all the big philosophy like, you know, don't work hard, you know, work harder. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> work, I can't even talk. Work, One of the, harder, work the, the, smarter, whatever, yeah. No. Yeah, which is the big philosophy, but you actually translate that into easy rules to put into your life today, which I loved. And it's funny, one of the very first things that you said, which I've like literally highlighted, I read the book and it it's already changed my approach, is if whatever you're doing isn't working, don't do it harder. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great?
1: And by the way, that is not, that is not me. That's Dr. Martha Beck and she's an absolute, <laughs> Sarah, I'll take it. But yes, yes. If what you're doing isn't working, don't do it harder. And Don't we all do that?
0: Don't we all? I'm doing everything hard and none of it's working and I still just keep going harder. Exactly,
1: exactly. Because we are trained and we are conditioned that we're not doing it right. And if we just expend a little bit more effort and if we just expend a little bit more hard work, then things are going to shift and everything's going to appear in front of us. It does not work like that. So I think what we've all been dealt with these past 18 months, this massive kind of shot in the arm of perspective, right, this shot in the arm of hang on a minute, you do not have to work harder, you do not have to keep pushing, you do not have to keep forcing things, you do not have to keep, I don't know, it just it, it feels so hard, right? And coming back to what you said a moment ago about, you know, you feel like you're a bit in survival and, and you know, you're not sort of achieving and all that sort of stuff, I think that's exactly where humanity is at right now, you know, and it's something that we have mm-hmm. to, just take a deep breath and relax into, you know, I'm not achieving anything right now. Like I'm not, I'm not achieving anything. And I haven't really been achieving much. <laughs> no, bless you. Like, Except the book. <laughs> yeah. A, a little book and a little, little cute guy who's now 14 months old. And, and that's all thing. I know, <gasps> oh right? No. Yeah. He's big. He's big. I should find you a photo.
0: Oh, please do. The last time I saw him, I think he was being born.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can win sound. This is my, oh stupid apple here we go can you see that
0: oh, oh my gosh he's a little boy I know, <gasps> Bobby. I know. he's a cutest
1: he's the cutest oh you know like sure the the book that was a couple of years in the making but the, the point is this I'm I'm not going for any huge lofty goals right now I simply don't have the physical energy I don't have the mental stamina I don't you know you and I started off this podcast offline talking about you know brain fog and not having our faculties and and you know it's all it's left (laughs) the building our sense of intelligence our sensibilities have just like we're in shock we're in this deep the whole planet is in shock and if you've moved on from lockdown where Australia is right now. And, you know, I'm in the US, I live in LA and we're, we're kind of coming out and, you know, we're, we're saying to travel and the whole thing, but we still carry some wounds of that. And we still carry the PTSD of not being able to live the way we wanted to for all that time. You know, I, I said to you, our schools were closed for 13 months and, you know, it's it's an extraordinary time for humanity. So if anyone's out there thinking, oh, I'm not achieving and I'm not my goal, who cares? Like this is not the time for that. This, this is not the time. Time and a place. Yeah, time, and place. time and a place. We will, <laughs> we will get back to that you know, I know I will get back to that, but I'm going to certainly do it in a much more gentle way. And Mm. I think I'm going to, you know, this, even the the process of writing this book, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, it's, I'm I'm being more kind to myself. I'm being more kind to my people. Mm. I'm being more kind to, yeah, to each other, to the planet. It hopefully has given us so many lessons. And, you know, I, I hope that I've been able to articulate and distill some of them into this lovely little book
0: so well Mm. so well and I think one of the things that you might expect with your incredible background in business and picking up a book called the new hustle that so much of it would be motivational and like Work focused and output and goals, and you know, but actually, quite a lot of the focus is firstly, of course, embracing the new hustle in terms of the different ways that we're, you know, who needs a meeting. I think one of the quotes that I laughed so much about was <laughs> anyone who enjoys a meeting has to be in charge of yeah, I, right? I was like, so good, like, really teaching us to embrace the different ways that you can harness productivity, even if people aren't all together and they are working all over the yeah. world. But one of the things that resonated with me the most was. that idea that 80% of effort is sometimes okay. Mm. I wouldn't expect to hear it from you, but also hearing corner cutting is also okay. Like why do we agonize over doing everything 110% in situations like now where that extra 30, 40% doesn't change the Mm. output? It changes your input. Mm. It has no cause and effect output. Mm. So why? Why do we not just cut the corners we can afford to cut? Because times are like this Mm -hmm. and it's going to cost you so much energy Mm -hmm. and no one's going to notice Mm -hmm. if you had two extra semicolons than you thought you did. Why do we do (laughs) it? You know why
1: we do it, Sarah? We do it because we're on autopilot and we do it because we just don't interrogate the why enough, you know, like the why we have not only to do with business and and productivity and time management, which are a lot of the themes in the book, but, you know, why are we still in the relationships we're in? Why are we still living in the spaces we live in? Why have we not... Resigned. Why? You know, there's this. Mm. I, I believe up until now, there's been precious little interrogation of what we want to get out of our lives, right? And we're just so foot in front of the other, doing what we've always done on autopilot. You know, we have our family structures, we have our societal structures that tell us that we have to act and be and do in a certain way. And, you know, this, it really threw everything up for us these past 18 months, you know, and it, it, it sent us all home to kind of sit on the couch and go, Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> like we sat down and we went, what the fuck? And we went, what the actual happened there? Like, you know, and I think for me, you know, the, the time has been incredibly tumultuous, obviously. You know, I had, I had the little guy, the, my sixth baby during the pandemic and, you know, so, so that no matter what timing you do that, it's always a huge life change. And so for me, it just brought up a whole heap of questions. You know, who do I want to be? I mean, I was always asking these questions, but even more so, who do I want to be to my my children? What sort of life do I want to provide for them? Who am I being as a leader? How am I showing up in the world? Who am I being as a friend? And so, you know, you can apply this thinking to any area of your life, whether it's in your company or the job that you work at, you know, there's just this introspection and the ability to stop and say, hang on a minute, okay, why, why am I doing this? Like, is it does it really matter? Is it important to me? Does it light me up? Do we have, is there a better way? Can mm. we figure out something that's going to be more joyful? Does it make sense? Like it's, hopefully this book is just a really commonsensical way to approach our lives, you know, to make them better, which is what it's all about.
0: And I think one of the things I've always loved about you so much is how you do have very articulated, eloquent, big life messages, but then you also have so many just hilarious, <laughs> real, <laughs> like the reality of having six kids and trying to run a yeah. business. You know, you don't hide the really the shitty mm. bits behind the scenes. And one of the things that I, mean, I don't have children yet, which means I really don't feel like I have any right to complain about anything at the moment because I don't have to also raise a small child, let alone six. But something that I noted down for future mm. me that I found really relevant was Where you spoke about how we expect women to raise kids like they don't work and work like they don't Mm. have kids. So part of the advancement of women and business chicks all over the world is that our career progression has become a lot more exciting. The glass ceilings have been shattered, but the domestic duties haven't kind of caught up Mm. with that necessarily. Mm. So we're all expected to do it all, which comes back to that whole, sometimes 80% is okay Mm. because- you don't have the luxury of caring about your punctuation <laughs> of like padding out emails, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the
1: stark reality for most women. You know, we still, even if we have lots of help, you know, I'm very blessed to enjoy the privilege of, you know, wonderful nanny who helps us in our family and has one for a long time. I don't take that for granted for a second, but I still carry... You know, the mental load in, in in my marriage and our household. And that's the reality for, for most women. So I think in my business, you know, and I talk about this in the book, I, a lot of the women that have been in my company have been there for 10, 15 years. You know, my first ever employee, Amber, who you know, is still with me, mm-hmm. you know, 16 years later and Beautiful Liv was, worked with me in my first company in my recruitment business. And we are still working together 20 years later. And there's many people who have been with me for 10 years, you know, and so that unique experience means that we've grown up together. We started in our mid-20s and we've had our babies and gotten married or or partnered. And so it's given me a sort of unique perspective of how challenging that is and what I want to create for my my people. So, you know, I, I get that for a lot of people, the corporate structure doesn't allow for the same sorts of, I suppose, strategies that we've employed, you know, having to think about radical flexibility and what that means. And and flexibility isn't just, oh, I let my people go at four o'clock. You know, it's, it's really having to stretch and expand and become expansive in our thinking when it comes to flexibility, right? So I'm often you know, zooming with my team and they're at the hairdressers or, you know, like, yeah, with the, the foils looking hot, you know, or I'll, they'll, be dri- they'll be driving, obviously, you know, on hands-free or whatever. And it's, it, that's flexibility, right? It's, um, you know, it's really just trying to carve out a way that serves us all. And it's, it, it sounds very utopian and, you know, like I'm living in la-la land sometimes, but I really believe that, you know, well, we we
0: LA yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where all dogs are all taking C B D just Chilled the fuck out. This was our 20 minute conversation before we started recording. (laughs) This is way more
1: interesting. I think you need to. We didn't even record it. Yeah, (laughs) Dan.
0: Yeah, oh my God. We've lost our fucking facilities. Our dogs are all taking CBD oil. What a beautiful place to be. (laughs) That's the new hustle. That's 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 the new hustle, babe. That's what it is. That is it. (laughs) Paul is pretty pissed off right now. He's like, where is the American CBD oil at? Like, how can I get that into Australia?
1: <laughs> oh, I wish I knew. I wish I had some, some <laughs> way out. I would get it to you in no time at all. The worst I've ever smuggled in is melatonin. That's like my friends say to me. Oh. I don't even know. I mean, it's probably it's legal in Australia, right? But it's just.
0: I think it's it really, legal. Yeah, it's not, I think you okay, could chemist warehouse okay, now. all right,
1: right. I'll <laughs> stop sending it. Bye. I-
0: We've come a long way. <laughs> silver linings of the pandemic. Oh yeah. my
1: gosh. I know. Everyone needs a melatonin and CBD. Yeah. So, so the radical flexibility thing, I mean, I think we kind of cracked the code in a couple of different ways, just learning through experience and my experiences of keeping on having all these these little humans so that's great I get that it's not available for everyone but you know a big theme with this book is you know how do we find our voices and how do we speak up and how do we encourage some you know innovation in our workplaces and how do we be the ones to say okay, I may not be the managing director or the CEO or the CFO or whatever my title is but I also have a voice and I can also contribute to the culture of this place and I can also contribute to making this place a better place for all of us to be so I think that's yeah there's some of the themes that i try and explore in the in the book without CBD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also realised just how much I've devoured the book because I'm like I keep wanting to say stuff and then I'm like I can't just read the whole book out in this episode. <laughs> I want people to go and buy it because it's life-changing. But you just, <laughs> you just reminded me of one of the hilarious, like so many beautiful anecdotes in the book and one of them was about flexible workplaces, about how there was just a child in the yeah. office and no one knew who she belonged to. <laughs> And everyone was just like, whose kid is this doesn't belong to? And you were like, I have six and it's not mine. Yeah. Unusually, which I love so much because I was like, I can imagine you saying those words. And she she was like, someone was looking after someone else's yeah. kid, but the fact that in your office, like, no one made a big deal about yeah. it. I just, I was like, I love that. Just random children walking around all the place. Not unattached to any other. Great.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there's no, there's no, tra- you know, trafficking. or was child smuggling going on at business.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> to be just clear to be <laughs>
1: no what happened was I was I was at my desk one day and I was on a call and I looked up and looked to my right and there was a little I think three-year-old kid sitting there and I just mm. said to my co-worker like wait who, who owns you know whose whose kid is this and she said oh it's my best friend had to take an appointment in the city so her and her husband just dropped her in and they'll be back in an hour's time and you know I, I talk about this in the book I I, I love that she knew that that would not be a problem in our workplace and I love that she didn't even ask anyone she was like yeah like this is what we have to do we we mm. support women by showing up and if it means that a random child has to be looked after for an hour or two, then that's what we do. And it was absolutely no problem. There was no hassle. She was beautiful. But, you know, I just, I I get inspired by little acts like that because I I feel like if, you know, our big banks or our oil companies or our fin services could could employ some of this thinking, you know, maybe not to the extremes that we Mm. do, then... The world would be <laughs> such a better place for women and that's, that's you know, that's my jam. That's what I'm here to do to make the place better mm-hmm. for a world, a better place for women. So, yeah, there's, lo- there's lots of little anecdotes and stories like that in the book.
0: I mean, you've already done that. I think the measurable count is for half a million women so far, but I'm sure it has expanded well beyond mm. that, far, far beyond that. Especially given how chatty we all are. Like, Charlie Kathy's <laughs> over here. The word of mouth spreading, like, are, the impact of what you've created um. has just been like, yeah, all around the world, you've been changing people's lives. If you've heard our story at all, you'll already know we have a plant-based cafe and are big supporters of incorporating plant-based food into your diet wherever you can. It hasn't always been easy to find tasty and nutritious plant-based options, but things have come a very long way since we first started and our partner in yay, Fancy Plants, has been one of my favourite finds. We all know how intensely a snack attack can hit and it's tempting to reach for whatever is around you. So if you've stocked up on fancy plants as snacks, you know you'll be reaching for something to satisfy those sweet cravings that's also full of nutritional benefits. I mean, I personally love knowing that snacking is helping both my body and the planet, as if I needed any other excuses. (laughs) They have delectable options to choose from, including their Silky Pot, an indulgent chocolate pudding named after its smoothest silk texture, the Chia Pod, a vanilla or chocolate-flavoured chia pudding, and the vanilla rice pud, a plant based upgrade to the classic rice pudding. Yummo! If you shop in Woolworths, you can find the silky pot and rice pud in the chilled dessert section and the chia pod in the yogurt section. If you shop in Coles, you'll find them all in the chilled health section next to the tofu. Now back to the show. I also wonder, I found when I was writing my book that it changed me because so many of the things I was writing down, I either didn't know that I had realized or I didn't know that that was how I'd done something. It was the kind of actualization as you write things Mm. down, almost like journaling, almost teaches you. Things along the way. Mm. Are there any of the seventy-seven rules or themes or big messages that you kind of consolidated or realized as you were writing?
1: So, so many. I mean, I can't tell you if it's you know number thirty-seven or fifty-two, but so many. I can. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a stalker. Well, we all know that. So, I'm your stalker. No, I, I think I think what book writing does, you know, it it calls forth this ability to kind of distill and to be succinct in your ideas and then it also you know it 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 challenges you to to be your word and to do everything with even more integrity right because you're thinking if i'm going to put this out in the world i want to make sure that i'm walking my walk and talking my talk so you know my my leadership has been completely challenged over the last last 18 months and i've failed on so many occasions and there are many times that I look back and think I could have done more, I could have said more, I could have spoken up more, I could have, I don't know, been more compassionate, I could have been slower or faster. So I, I think for me it it is a very, you know, not cathartic. I, I don't enjoy book writing at all. It's it's torturous really? for me. No, it's it's torturous. It's not a fun <laughs> fun exercise at all. Wow. Yeah, because I mean I'm very, very lucky. You know, I wrote every single word in both my books i you know I don 't use ghost writers or any other writers. Every single word is is mine, but I do work with a wonderful structural editor who you know can can order me and can place and and we have very robust discussions about where things belong and if they fit and so I mean I don 't know how many words ended up in that book, but I can tell you that I probably wrote four times the amount to get those words oh, and yeah. i I definitely have a goal as an author to not waste any words. So for me, it's got to pack a punch. You know, I want you to read a chapter and think you know, great. So I got what I needed and I'm moving on. You know, I, a lot of people say to me, you know, your books are great because you, you explore leadership and time management and productivity and you explore culture and you know, whatever the other 15 themes are. And they said to me, you could have taken that one topic and written a whole book on that, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 I, I don't have time for that. You know, like, I, this is, this is how I live and breathe and build my companies. Right. So I just, yeah. I'm like a little seagull. I come in and shit over people, shit on people and then fly off <laughs> I Just the best stuff. I'm trying to give it, trying to give the best stuff everywhere I go. So it's it's not an easy process for me to write a book at all. You know, it takes a long time and a lot of effort and a lot of sitting still and I find it really, really, really difficult. But I think ultimately it leads to a better product and, yeah, I'm, I'm a better person for it. But, yeah, definitely. And in, in the writing, I was challenged in so many ways to make sure that I was not only learning but applying, you know, the lessons because it's 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 true, like we we write what we need to learn as well. You know, it's not mm. as if, you know, I have, I have many friends who have written books and they will say that to me as well. It's like these themes keep emerging for them in their businesses or their lives and they want to explore them more. So, yeah, it's you never sort of arrive somewhere and have it perfected at
0: all. It's so interesting. Mark Manson, who obviously I met through you and Business Chicks when you gave me the great privilege and opportunity of interviewing him. For the masterclasses. And then he then agreed to come on the podcast. He said to me that I think it's a, he was quoting someone else, but many authors don't enjoy writing, they enjoy having written. So at the end of the process, you're like, I'm glad I wrote that. Mm. And having written that, I love the end product yeah. and what I learned from the process, but the writing itself is so painstaking <laughs> yeah. with perfectionism yeah. and like just the brain like explosions all over the place that it's torturous for yeah. some people. I was like, Oh yeah. I see that.
1: Absolutely. And my publisher once said to me, you know, because you can get into this situation where you have a, you have a manuscript and you think, okay, I can, I can give it over now. I can kind of surrender it to my publisher now, or I can sit here and agonize over it for the next whatever week, six months, however long you want to do that. Mm. And she said, just give it to me because books don't get published. They get printed, which is a way of saying <sighs> it, your book never really gets finished. Like it's never, ever, ever finished, but we're going to print it and it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be finished, but it's going to be published and printed, right? Like it's not a finished product. And I thought,
0: oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like
1: that. So I'm going
0: to run with that. <laughs> and when we reprint, I can just fix all my, oh my shit gosh. that I don't like it. I anymore. know. I know. <laughs> no, I,
1: I don't think we've done that. You know, we're lucky we're it. I think it's in its 11th reprint now, which is really, <gasps> it's extraordinary. It's its
0: amazing. Yeah, it's, it,
1: it did so well and it continues to kind of, you know, hold an audience it's great so but I don't think we we changed anything I don't think we did that each time maybe that's where I went wrong
0: <laughs> <laughs> obviously not 11 reprints later they also sit really nicely the color coordination I'm like clearly Em thought about that like next to yeah, each other yeah
1: we did They're so
0: beautiful we did. We thought about <laughs> yeah. it.
1: of course we thought about it nothing's by accident
0: of course you did <laughs> did you have a like any vulnerability hangover with yeah. this one i feel like sometimes you write as if there's no audience cuz there isn't while you're yeah. writing and then you realize after it's already gone and you can't yeah. change it you're like oh my god yeah. fuck i just like put my internal workings of yep. my brain out to the universe. Yeah,
1: 100%, 100%. <laughs> so many vulnerability hangovers. I, you know, this this book is particularly, not exposing, that's the wrong word, but, you know, I, I there are a lot of personal stories in there and a lot of people from my business, you know, show up. So I certainly, as, you know, as was developing, was checking in with these people saying, I'm thinking of telling this story, are you okay with it? But then when it came time mm. to record the audio book, which is, you know, a whole... You know, a um, couple of days in the studio and everything. As I was reading the book, I'm like, "Oh gosh, I hope this is." <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I know you said you're okay with it, but are you actually okay with it now that it's going to be out in the world? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I try and live my life like an open book. You know, there are very few secrets. There's no question you ask me that I'll be like, "I'm not going to go there." You know, I I try and be, I try and be a role model. I try and be a leader. I try and be. You know, better each day. I, I, I try and lead the beautiful community in which we both exist as best I can, and I do that through stretching myself every single day and trying to grow, which is different to achieving and ticking off. You know, goals that that has something to do with that. But yeah, every, every day I think, oh, is you know, is that too much? Is that you know? I don't know. And 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 look, I'm I'm nowhere near it. I mean, I'm the sort of person that I'm incredibly vulnerable and real. You know, in most instances, but then, you know, whenever I get criticism or you know it doesn't go in my favor, I just retreat and go, okay, well that didn't work. I'm just like, no, nah, not going to do that again. So it's you have to.
0: I'm retiring yeah. now, and I will not be <laughs> participating in life from this Same. I have
1: had that thought so many times. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've had that thought because you
0: know because it's
1: like it doesn't matter. Like you're a prolific. You're amazing. You're you're such an amazing social media person and, and you're, you're, I mean, you're a big dag. We all know that you're an absolute dag, but you, know, you you do, you put yourself out there. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really cut out for that. I'm very sensitive. I'm a Cancerian. So I do things and I'm like, oh, that's too much. That's too much. So, but yeah, the book writing thing is, is another form of expression It is very vulnerable and it's very finite. And, you know, I mean, not that I ever would delete an Instagram post or whatever, but like you, can, you know, once that book is in Sarah Davidson's hot little hands in her house, or it's on the shelf and wherever, you, you can't kind of take it
0: back. So yeah. Well, oh my God, well that's why it's so stressful because it's like, wow, I really need to make sure I'm saying what I want to say. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh, I also realized I got so flipping excited about getting into the book that I forgot to ask you the first question. Oh my God, I love you. Which, which actually works really well because Great. the question is the quote of the yay, which becomes the theme for what we chat about, which obviously we've already had most of our, <laughs> our chat. So the better question in this episode is, is there a quote that sort of represents the entire book or how you're feeling right now, or the process of writing the book that sums up? If you were trying to describe the new hustle to someone or impart one little, you know, nugget for them of, of what you're trying to impart with this book?
1: Yeah, but I think you already said it. I think, I think you said it. And I think Martha Beck said it, that the whole kind of theme of the book is if what you're doing isn't working, don't do it harder. It's just meant to be, like you said, <laughs> we're going to just package it up beautifully and deliver it to your beautiful listeners, but we, we need to circuit break and we need to stop and we need to you know interrogate we need to think we need to really examine if we're doing what we're meant to be doing if we're enjoying ourselves if there's a lightness to it if you know it's not all meant to be fun and unicorns and rainbows like let me tell you that no one is experiencing that or has experienced that at all times but there there is meant to be joy to be found in our work there is meant to be an expression of our unique skills our unique strengths our uniqueness, you know that that's all meant to be present. And if it's not, then you have to stop and you have to, I don't know, I, I don't know what the advice is, but you just have to take a break and have a little rest and really do that deep introspection as to whether, you know, you're you're on the right path. And that's going to be different for everyone, you know. And I think I talk about that in the book a lot because I have this kind of bipolar relationship with, you know, like shut up, you don't know what I gonna say, like with. <laughs> with finding your purpose and, you know, knowing what your purpose is. And it's like, you, you, you cannot, like you can, I cannot give you a pen and a piece of paper and put you in a locked room and have you come up with your purpose. Like it's it's not possible. Like we are led to believe mm. that we're doing it wrong if we don't know what our purpose is, right? And like for me, yes. my purpose was discovered by like doing something messing it up, getting up again, trying something different, going, Oh, that feels good. Messing up, falling over like 20 years of doing that before I stumbled into like maybe a purpose that is a recipe of seven different ingredients. But I could never have written that down 20 years ago when I started starting and building companies, like it was not possible to do that. Mm. So I think, we, we just, again, we have to be more gentle with ourselves, more kind, you know, just stop beating ourselves up. And if you're someone who this is resonating with and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just take a break, have a rest, use this time. If you're in Australia right now, use this time to, you know, like I've, I've gone so woo woo on you, Sarah, you wouldn't believe like I meditate every single day now and yeah, I do. And it's, it's been beautiful because just that opportunity that we've all been given to change the way we do things and again not just work everything change the way we parent change the way we be in a relationship change the way we I don't know spend our time whatever that is you know you insert whatever those words are so I think it just is slowing it down and thinking a lot more than what we do the time is here
0: Oh my gosh. Mm. I love that so much. And that a lot of us were coming to the realization that that is what the silver lining is of this time, but maybe didn't necessarily know how to start moving through Mm. that process, which is why I love the book so much because it's so sequential in terms of now, you know, what you're looking for, a bit of a circuit breaker and a change. Like I will take you through the sort of 77 things that I've Mm. learned that help you get there. And one of the ones that you just touched on, which I had literally as the last note highlighted and like colored and bold and underlined and everything for this show in particular is stop looking for your passion, Mm. which sounds so counterintuitive for the CEO and founder of Business Cheeks, which is so motivational and inspirational. And for someone whose whole point is find your yay and joy and passion, it's to stop looking Mm. for it because you have to stumble Mm. upon it. And that word stumble Mm. You couldn't pick a better word to describe the process. You don't ever just, it's not an epiphany Mm. that happens that like, you know, (laughs) like the clouds come down and someone goes, this is your passion. It's Mm. like, I always come back to it, but a jigsaw puzzle Mm. that's always evolving. And like, even when you found it, what it was five years ago, five years on, you're a different Mm. person. So it has to look different. With six kids versus yeah. five kids, you know, it's changing all it the time. Is, it
1: is. Yeah, I think we do too much of that. I think we put pressure on ourselves to, you know, it's it's almost like the way we ideate on what a business, you know, venture is going to be. We think, oh, we want to make it into the next this or the next that. And instead of, you know, my version of that has just been trying stuff and then going, oh, wait, hang on a minute. This this suits me and my skill set and my strengths. Like, So just surrender that. Give it up. Just stop looking. Just do just <laughs> this. <laughs> We have video for this, don't we? This is. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll just include that snippet. This is Emma Isaac's advice.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, babe. I, I think I think that's it. I think I think it's just about being a little less not aggressive. is not the word, but just chilling the yeah. f out, and you know, really trying to not put as much much pressure on yourself. And you, you will find it. You know, if you're looking like and stressing yourself out, then it it ain't going to appear. So just everyone relax into it.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Mm. Is there anything other than your book? Because that's my recommendation. Obviously, everyone has (laughs) figured out that I'm obsessed with it. Um, Is there any sort of show or book or film that you've watched over the last, you know, whatever it's been over 18 months, nearly two years that's helped you get some distance like I think one of the rules is get away from the thing you're thinking about and as you just mentioned it's like take your foot off the brakes and give yourself you know some time off has it been anything that's brought you joy outside of self-development and growth and you know that you would recommend our listeners go and watch
1: I mean this is weird and just when you were saying that it came to mind because I don't really I don't consume a lot of content I don't watch a lot of shows I you know I'm very lucky if I can sneak in a book i was, were you on the trip, the business trip when Elizabeth Lesser was there? Was that your year? You? No. no. Oh, my gosh. So I just read one of her books. It's called Broken Open, How Difficult Times Help Us Grow. So that was, that's a good little book recce there. But when you are talking, I was thinking, yeah, the last Netflix thing I watched was the documentary on pink. You know, the...
0: Oh, my gosh. Have you seen it?
1: This uh, documentary was all about how she was going on a tour and she she took her two kids with her and they'd travel together and her and her husband and the kids. And I just loved her work ethic and I loved her I loved her parenting. She's a beautiful mother and it was very behind the scenes and very raw and she's just such a talent. So yeah, I, I, I guess it's, I don't even know what it's called, but it's a pink documentary. So yeah.
0: But watch it. Oh, such a good Ooh. one. I'm literally waiting for you to say, and then that time when I was at the house, and she showed me this, because every cool person that you mentioned, it's like this person did this and this person did this. And then when I was chatting with them and we're getting our nails done, I'm like, oh, Em. See that name I just dropped? No, no, I do not
1: know Pink. I would love to be Pink's. Uh, yet Yet. yeah exactly yet I'm sure it'll happen
0: one day oh I absolutely (laughs) believe it you are like oh my god I've literally memorized all the rules but one other one of them is that you won't necessarily have one mentor in your life even though for the simplicity of it we all look for that one person I kind of feel like a lot of us project that on you even though you don't know that you've become (laughs) our mentor (laughs) (laughs) projected that energy on you and you are just like such an extraordinary networker in a way that doesn't make networking daggy and annoying and, you know, all the negative connotations that come with that word. Mm. You do it so effortlessly and seamlessly. And I think anyone who's around you tries to emulate that in a way that has expanded their network so much because you've Sort of take it for me anyway. Taking it from something that started in the corporate context is such an awkward activity where you have to break the circle. And <laughs> like, oh, there's all these like little circles around the like fancy partner, yeah, and oh, and elevated so pension, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you made it something effortless and exciting and like kind of not reciprocal, but just like wasn't transactional anymore once I saw you do it and the way that you nurture your relationships and over like a really long period of time and that's something that's so beautiful about you because then you share those connections with everyone and I've always admired that so much so
1: thanks my love I try
0: so pink she's (laughs) coming
1: the moral of that story
0: So when we do episode whatever in another 150 episodes, but yeah. be like, so how's Pink? <laughs> Tell me, what you been doing? How are her kids? No, I will have introduced her
1: to you and you will have interviewed her by then. That's what we've got to be Yeah. Manifesting. yeah.
0: <laughs> but you'll have to come on so we can fine. like all have fine. a chat. As it's fine, I can do that. How's your period? <laughs> how's things going? <laughs> the next book, it'll be like Pink underneath here. Like seriously though. Marie folio, Kate Hudson, Richard Branson, Elizabeth Gilbert, Alyssa Milano, like seriously, they're your cover quotes. And then on the back, Diane von Furstenberg, mm. who even are you? <laughs> why, how, why are you even, how do you even know who I am? Why are we even talking? This is too,
1: too amazing. Not at all, not at all. They, listen, they're, they're amazing people and there's no secrets. You know, all my secrets, like <laughs> you do know all my secrets these, these people. And, you know, we, there were themes in the first book about this and perhaps carried on here. It's like these relationships take years and years and decades and decades to build. And it's not even about relationships. I'm not looking to build a relationship. I'm looking to build trust, right? I'm looking to build trust that, you know, I know things about you that other people don't know about. I know things about DVF that no one, perhaps perhaps no one, but you know, like there are things that are sacred <laughs> yeah. to me in my relationships that I will never share with the world. Right. And for me, it's not just about having a photo with a famous person and putting that all over my LinkedIn. Like I, I have a billion photos with people that will never see the light of day and I have no interest and I get no mm-hmm. validation from, from that at all. Like what, whatever relationship I enjoy with some of these people is between me and them, you know? So I think that having that integrity and, and building that trust over a period of time is, is why, you know, when, I call on them and say, hey, will you please endorse endorse my <laughs> book or, you know, come and speak at an event or whatever. They'll, they'll be like, yeah, sure, like you've earned that trust. We we have that. So, mm. yeah, no secrets. You, you know them all. You, you've been there.
0: And if anyone doesn't, there's actually quite a few in here about asking for favours, building relationships. It's, yeah, absolutely amazing. Em, thank you so, <laughs> so much for joining. I know it's a very busy time, busy week, <laughs> so but good. as you can tell, I absolutely devoured the book loved reading it, pulled so much out of it. And that's, again, another thing that you never fail to bring new material and new ideas and new perspectives. Like you would think as often as you've spoken to someone or as much content of theirs that you've read that you'd get used to it. I never get used to it. Mm. It's always just, yeah, changes my life all the time.
1: Oh, you changed my life. I love you loads. And I wish we were in person and I can't wait to hug you. and. Yeah, no, it's gonna no. happen. And bring you the CBD.
0: <laughs> oh my god, there's a meme that came out that's like self care is cancelled. We're gonna go take acid and yell at the moon naked. I was like, I feel like M I'm would be there, up for that. I'm
1: there. Yeah. What time? That's our I'm next there. like leadership <laughs> gathering.
0: Is just like naked at the moon on acid. <laughs> I can picture it. I can Uh, totally I don't think we're that far off. We're close. We're close. (laughs) We're (laughs) close. Well, I will pop all the links to this in the show notes and highly recommend that everyone have a read. It's absolutely extraordinary and exactly what you need right now. And to all the business chicks, memberships and events you've kept us all sane over the last two years with the online content that you've been producing and still connecting us all around the world. So so I love
1: you. Well thank you for the opportunity to chat. I really appreciate you.